Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride Radio Show. I'm Bill Atride, and today is our 21st show of 2020, and I'm going to continue today, as I mentioned in my uh, my posting that um, we we only got through Pluto last time. I did a, a rather big view from the galaxy on down in terms of energies that are impacting us always, but in terms of trying to make it specific to what's happening now. And I talked at length about Pluto and did not have time to cover Neptune nor Uranus as I would like to and perhaps other things. So today I thought I would continue by looking at Neptune and hopefully getting to Uranus, though given how things go, that may be, again, for the next show. We'll see. Um, but anyways, I'll, I'll continue the analysis of, of the current conditions as, as indicated by these three evolutionary planets, and we've already considered Pluto, and we'll look at Neptune and perhaps Uranus. Um, as always, I'll, I'll, after I do my little talk here, I'll open up the airwaves for you holding on there for questions, whether about the show or on this topic or some other matter, uh, other topic. Um, and if you have personal questions about your own or anybody else's chart, um, you may certainly ask that as well. And I just ask that you give me, well, first to start off with your first name so I know I'm talking to, um, and, and again, the birth information, <clears throat> which could be just the date of birth and the place of birth, if that's all you have, and that's fine. But, of course, we can see much more if we have all the information, date, time, and place. Um, And so we'll do that. Um, And, again, if you wish to reach me for any reason to ask a question or to suggest a topic, you can always reach me best by my email, which is my name, BillAtride at gmail.com. That's B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E at gmail.com. Or you can find me on all the different social media platforms. Um, and again, once this show is concluded, it becomes uh, a podcast that you could listen to um, whenever you wish. It's available at Blog Talk and also through Apple Podcasts. Um, and of course, also on the blog, you can read other things that I post, like I just posted this week on, uh, on the transition of the equinox and moving into the sign of Libra. And, and again, just, just doing some housekeeping here in terms of what's going on astrologically. Um, again, the, um, the, the big shift of energy that's right up upon us here on September 29th of all days is Saturn turning direct. <clears throat> and of course, that's the day of the first presidential election uh, uh, debate, I'm sorry. And, and I, I'm probably not going to post anything about that, but I, I certainly will comment upon that. Uh, in another show um, and the future debates, but um, and turn back to questions about the election. But I thought I'd pull back and look at these more universal questions anyways to help frame whatever is going on in the more particular sense of our current condition. Um, that's why I've been doing these, these shows, um, these later shows. And then um, also I, I want to make mention that we know we have coming up uh, then just days later, Pluto turning direct on October the 4th. Uh, and, of course, Mercury turning retrograde and running from October 13th till the November 3rd date of the election when it turns direct. Um, <clears throat> and I probably mentioned before that how Mercury also has this quality, all the retrograde planets do, if they move over the, the degree of the zodiac that they're going to retrograde back to. That happened for Mercury here on September 23rd. Um, so it's already in this window of the retrograde zone from September 23rd turns retrograde on October 13th 
turns direct on November the 3rd and doesn't leave that retrograde zone, so to speak, until November 19th. So in a way, it stretches it from three weeks to six weeks or so in terms of the full range of experiencing some unusual phenomena with Mercury and Mercury retrograde. But anyways, um, most people, um, some people may have felt a little change in the weather here just on the 23rd. I certainly did. <laughs> and uh, certain things happened that said, oh, okay, that's, that's a little Mercury kicking in there. Um, but anyways, um, um, we all should, to varying degrees, be aware of these shifts of changes in energy. And it's just always a good idea, practice to see, you know, where, where is the moon today? It's a sort of an ongoing barometer of energies and sensibilities in the heavens right now. For instance, the moon's in Aquarius and will be for about another, uh, another day or so. Um, and so just by looking at those shifting energies as reflected by the moon, you can get a sense of the, the overarching sensibilities affecting any one particular day and then fold into that other considerations too. But that's, we could talk about that some other time. So let's, let's get to the, uh, the topic at hand, which, as I said, is looking now at the role of Neptune, having already covered Pluto in the previous show. So, so today's show is part two, I guess, of what I spoke of and then wrote about in my last show, which was on September 13th. And we were looking at the hierarchy of energy forms that influence and inform our journey here on Earth and, uh, and working through the hierarchical nature of the universe, I looked then at the various cycles of relationship that form our journey from the Milky Way galaxy on down to our planetary system. And, and I finished with that brief observation on Pluto, and I thought it'd be helpful to look now at the second of the two remaining evolutionary planets, Neptune, and again, if we have time, we'll look at Uranus too. Though I have traced a great many of the fundamental shifts we are experiencing now to the influence of Pluto in Capricorn and to its cycle of relationship with the USA chart, I've also been commenting for some time <clears throat> excuse me, on the meaningfulness of the planet Neptune during our current period, as well as the significance of the planet Uranus too, of course. Um, truly, we should understand that these three outer planets of Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus, forming what I call the triad of spirit, are the prime instruments or messengers of our spiritual journey and evolution. We should always consider them as working together, but we can certainly look at their individual or separate influences and contributions as well. I like to describe their three primal attributes as this that by Pluto, we strive towards self-mastery by a centered will. By Neptune, we are supported to hold reality and one another in unconditional love. And by Uranus, we are helped to become a unique spark of the divine by moving into ever freer minds. From mundane astrology, the influence of Neptune moving through the signs indicates the evolving shifts in consciousness with regards to how reality is conceived, experienced, and lived. This journey in consciousness has been proceeding along in an, an arc of awakening ever since humans began to move into the first stages of self-awareness. At lower levels, a human is limited to perceiving and experiencing the most basic factors of physical existence with a circumscribed field of attention to the immediate surroundings of their world. As the spirit rises within any person, they will in any one life 
and by a series of lives, move from level to level of inclusiveness and comprehension that encompasses ever more than the mere physical world and its limitations. Eventually, through a series of epiphanies and awakenings, the individual is able to encompass not only their familial, cultural, and ultimately worldly understanding of humanity, but indeed they move beyond the earth to encompass the entirety of the solar system and beyond, and to hold all that exists as one in their understanding of our journey through the hierarchies of time and space. By these, by these series of awakenings, an individual is said to achieve what we now know as an inclusive consciousness, a necessary part of human self-mastery. Those who have reached these heights of awareness are the leading lights of humanity, and they are known in various traditions as a Jivan Mukta or a Buddha or a Christed one. They are freed beings, having attained spiritual enlightenment and liberation from the boundaries of their body and of earth, and they are part of a stellar or starry company of illumined souls. At this ultimate limit of what we as humans can imagine, and it is the goal to which we are all heading, to be fully human, one is said to reach a level of consciousness that is described as all-encompassing, or as some would say, a truly cosmic consciousness. No longer bound by earthly limits and physical forms, the individual's lower mind ascends into the higher realms of understanding, brought about with direct contact with the energy forms comprising the circle of ascended ones who serve as the spiritual guardians for this solar system. We all are at some point on this path of awakening, moving from unself-aware sparks of the divine to fully self-conscious co-creator's creation. The example set before us of those who lifted themselves out of darkness inspire us to this day. Confucius, Buddha, Lao Tzu, Zoroaster, Pythagoras, Jesus, and many others not only point the way but continue to inspire our efforts. They will not leave us behind, but they may not, nor will they intervene. That is because we must all learn to know what is the good. We must struggle to lift ourselves up and choose to live by what is good and true. Just as they walked this path, we must come to this same self-mastery by learning what not to do and how to be better and fuller humans. The role of Neptune in this process is critical, though truly, as I mentioned, all three outer planets work together to forge the quickening of spirit, because Neptune holds the forms of reality that ultimately be understood and experienced as the one. Know this, all of creation is the body, heart, mind, and spirit of the one. To experience this for even a brief instant would produce for most ordinary and for any non-fully awakened consciousness a shock that would shatter their being. It would quite simply be an encounter with what would appear to be pure chaos. 
the one is beyond our comprehension, beyond our limited frameworks of principles, ideas, laws, or concepts. But this one is the ultimate reality. To us, as we look out into the immensity of all creation, it is truly chaotic. For those who have reached a higher consciousness, it is sublime. Neptune's role for us in this journey of awakening is to move us steadily from less comprehensive to more encompassing experiences of this oneness of spirit. The one encompasses the whole of creation, all life forms, all feeling forms, all thought forms, and all spirit forms. Within that one, whose center is everywhere and whose circumference is nowhere, innumerable bubbles of more limited experiences of reality exist. For humans, these circles of reality are determined by the level of development of an individual's degree of awakening, ranging from a very narrow experience of space and time to every more, ever more comprehensive and inclusive experiences. This proceeds through many stages and lives until they reach what is known as apotheosis, and a completed human being becomes truly divine. At lower levels, we could see the unfolding comprehension spiraling up from the limited bubble of a young child to a young adult to a mature adult, and perhaps in old age, truly blossoming into some form of wisdom. Within any group, region, culture, or civilization, this same ordering of awareness and experience of reality can be seen. And here we find the formation of bubbles of reality that are created and shared by few or many and sometimes all. Moreover, any one individual may find that their own formation of reality is intersected, sometimes more, sometimes less, by many differing bubbles. You might picture these many intersecting reality bubbles as being formed like three-dimensional Venn diagrams. Depending upon the community, culture, and civilization you are examining, there will be more, one or more overarching, or we would say circumscribing bubbles of reality forms that are shared by many. But the various subgroups and subcultures may hold other subsets of bubbles of belief, which may be more or less tethered by and held together by the overarching reality form. However, some of these bubbles of belief may become somewhat less or completely untethered to the general paradigm of belief of that group, culture, or civilization. As Neptune moves through its 164-year orbit, there are moments when the strength and integrity of these bubbles of belief will shift. It seems that when Neptune is moving through the last sign of Pisces, the sign that it rules, the boundaries between belief, reality, forms becomes thinner, and the combinations and transformations of those bubbles of belief become more pronounced. As you might have noticed, we are in such a period now from 2011 to 2026. 
And it's been observed by many that the belief forms and reality forms of our world are bending and mutating into rather exotic and sometimes seemingly very delusional manifestations. As Pisces is the last sign, it often holds the whole of the previous cycle of experiences within it, like the final act in a play or movement in an opera or symphony. With Neptune and Pisces, we witness in these end times the reaping of the harvest of the whole prior period of the paradigm of belief and the formation of the seed for the next. The two previous Neptune passages in Pisces were 1848 to 1862, and that one was the conclusion of a period that had started with Neptune and Aries from 1698 to 1712. And then the previous Neptune in Pisces was 1685 to 1698, which finished the cycle that had started back in Aries from 1535 to 1548. The most recent passage of Neptune in Pisces, again from 1848 to 1862, came during the build-up to and the beginning of the USA's Civil War, wherein two completely incompatible views of humanity, all humans are equal versus some humans are slaves, came to their final collision. The earlier period of 1685 to 1698 culminated in England with the last attempts at Catholic rule and the restoration of a parliamentary form of government and the triumph of a Protestant culture. What we are experiencing now is the end of our Neptunian paradigm that began in Aries from 1862 to 1875. That is when the end of the Civil War led to the attempted but unfulfilled promise of reconstruction in the South. That tragic failure to address the grievous inequalities and injustices that remained in both the South as well as in the North are what we face today in our spiritual crises. It is no surprise that the rising tide of calls for social justice and equal rights have surged once again in this current period of Neptune in Pisces. Yet, because the boundaries between the various bubbles of reality formation are so porous and shifting, we find ourselves in a time when a commonly held circle of reality by a significant majority has been broken and shattered into ever more disconnected bubbles of belief. Magnified by the phenomenon of social media and the proliferation and multiplication of sources of information and and misinformation that are fired by the algorithms that drive outrage for profit, we have created a fragmenting and fracturing of our common understanding. We are immersed in a veritable cacophony of bubbles of disharmonies. And many souls, oftentimes unwittingly, are sharing and spreading half-truths and falsehoods. It appears we humans have stumbled into what I would call another Tower of Babel, 
we speak words that carry very different meanings for, for one bubble versus another. We argue over what is a fact versus an opinion. We're held by incompatible reality bubbles that divide us one from another. We are segmented into various parts or subsections within our country. Whether one looks at the divides between north and south, or rural and urban, or coastal and heartland, between ethnicities and subcultures, it has become exceedingly hard to find a common understanding or sense of purpose for these United States of America. What can you do? For me, and for all those who follow the path of the ancient wisdom, and equally the many who understand and follow the great teachers whose messages are the heart doctrine of all religious traditions, we will begin and remain upon the shining path of unconditional love. It may seem paradoxical and oftentimes seemingly impossible, but that is the way of truth. No matter who is before you, no matter how much what they do or say is disturbing or even repugnant to you, you must remember this and hold yourself to the path of spirit and the clear light of truth. Love one another. Yes, yes, I know it's hard sometimes, and you and I will often stumble and fall short, and we will have to try again and listen to our heart day after day. We will have to find our strength through love. We must choose to not react to fear with fear or to anger with anger. The way of shadow and fear is the path towards pain and loss. It is easy to react. It takes no effort, for it's mindless and often heartless. It is wiser, though seemingly harder, to choose to change the energy that came at you, to turn a negative energy form and return with one that is positive. But that is the way of becoming fully human, to be an agent of creativity, renewal, and rebirth. That is why we are asked to show our strength, wisdom, and love by turning the other cheek. By doing this, you are not being weak or cowardly whatsoever. This is true courage because it comes from the heart which does not act from fear. This is the strength of love. This is building your life on truth and light. Love is the way. It is the only way. It is the way of peace and understanding. This is the truth of Neptune. Neptune is the way of unconditional love. It is the light at the core of you and of all of creation. The one is the source of all. Unconditional love is the foundation of the universe. It is the universal power that holds each and every particle of creation by, for, 
and in love. When you hold yourself by this love and act from this center, you will dispel the shadows and fears in yourself and in others. Truly, this is the ultimate encompassing circle of belief, the hidden root of all the countless bubbles of belief. Unconditional love is the one. This is the all-encompassing bubble of reality of which all lesser bubbles are held. If you start with this, if you start with love, you will stay on the path of light and perhaps be the means to help another. You may be able to connect to those whose anger is formed by misunderstanding and fear. When you respond with love and understanding, you create an alternate pathway for the next step in that interaction. The reactive passing on of a negative energy form, one that may have persisted for an awfully long time, has been broken. Whether they are ready to take the step is up to them, but at the very least you have contributed to the de-escalation of the troubled thought feeling forms that have held them, offered a path towards understanding and a way to move into a greater and more inclusive bubble of belief. The path towards spiritual truth cannot be found by imposing or forcing truth upon another, for that is a greater untruth. Truth can only be found and lived by having been elicited from within the heart. We are here to lead one another out into a greater understanding. The ancient wisdom holds that creation is the manifestation of truth. As much as the truth is out there, forming the foundation for everything in the vastness of the cosmos, it is equally to be found and awakened as a shining splendor in every human heart and mind. Be mindful. Be gentle. Be loving. And you will be on the path. This is the message of Neptune. This is the way of unconditional love. Okay. Uh, well, I need to get a little water in my throat after all that. Hold on a second. Mm. Well, um, I, I, I realized I was going to continue now and talk about Uranus, but as I imagined, it would be we're at more than about halfway through the show, and I, I don't have time to talk about Uranus today, which I will want to bring in and then hold them together as I do so, um, and hopefully explain how they all work together a little bit more, but definitely showing the, the influences that are brought to bear by Uranus generally and in our time is very important to complete this triad of spirit of the will and unconditional love and, and free your mind. So I will definitely take that up in the next show, which I hope will be next week, um, October the 4th. And of course, if it's not, then I'll do it on October the 11th. So we'll see how this coming week goes. And that's all 
prefaced on how busy I am, which again, I'm very busy and I'm grateful to be so. Um, but I love doing the show as well. So we'll see. Okay, so I have several of you holding on here uh, very patiently. And again, I, I just want to remind you um, uh, that when I pick up the line, I'm going to mention what area code's calling so you know that I'm talking to you. You may know because it may light up on your end. I don't know. Um, and they just give me your first name um, and perhaps um, and, and whatever your question may be. And again, if it's about your chart or someone else's chart or something like that, then I would need their birth information, like the date and place, certainly, and date, time and place, if you have that. Okay. So with that all in mind, I'm going to pick up the first caller here. And I'm um, picking up area code 808. And who do I have here? It's Bill. Who's calling? Hello. Good morning, Bill. It's me, Sandra Jean Boyd. Hey, <laughs> nice to hear Sandra. From you. How are you? Yes. Very nice good. to Thank hear you, from Bill. Hawaii. <laughs> How is <Aloha>. Hawaii? <laughs> Hello. Uh, it's beautiful. Come over anytime. Uh. <laughs> okay. When the coast is <laughs> well, clear. Well, right, well, yeah, right now I've I've only moved within a few miles of where I live here in Manhattan. I walk to wherever I go. Uh I will be maybe mm. taking a train later this week uptown, uh which is the first longest trip I've taken for six months. Um but yeah, I'm I'm mm. taking it very carefully and very mindful uh about about mm. the situation. So but yes, someday, yeah. hopefully someday. Make it yeah. to those fair islands. Yeah. So, <laughs> so how are you awesome. doing? What's yeah. going on? Okay. So, you know, you've told me about this long period that I've been in. I can't remember if you said 27 years or 29 years, and that it's all about me going within. And I understand that kind of parts, but um, could you remind me about what? Is that aspects? What are the aspects around that? What is it that made that 27 or 29 year um, cycle? Sure, sure. So when we're, when you, when you, yeah, when you mentioned a 28, 29 year cycle, that's the cycle of Saturn, which takes about 29 years to make it a circuit of the solar system. And all this year, um, you've got your Saturn at the end of Capricorn, Saturn's at the end of Capricorn. So all year long, Saturn's been going back and forth because it retrogrades and may go over one specific point in the zodiac three times, generally, um, before it moves on. And that's what it's doing for you. So this whole year is what's called your second Saturn return. So the first one would have been when you're about 29 years old. And that definitely marks a period where we hopefully by then have figured out who we are. And now we're entering the second part of life, the second third of life, we go out, be and become and grow and struggle and succeed and fail and all those things in that middle period. And then in this third period, we realize though many things continue and I may continue doing certain activities and involved in certain um, expressions of myself. It can't be carried on in this for the same reasons or even in the same manner because I'm older and wiser now. And I have, my life has to be lived for different reasons as opposed to that middle period. So it is said to be the dawning of wisdom, uh, the movement into older, the elder years uh, and having more gravitas and, and, and centeredness and all those things that come 
by just getting older. <laughs> and so, but, but it also um, can be a person, depending upon the individual and how their charts constructed or, or set up, some people find these passages of moving into the elder years to be even more richly rewarding than others do. Mm-hmm. And you have a chart that indicates that because your son is at the end of Pisces. Saturn, therefore, is sextiling your son. So you've got a Sun-Saturn alignment in your chart, and that would generally mean that from age 50 onwards, you would have felt, boy, my life's becoming more what it could be and should be. It's coming together now. And the more Mm -hmm. fulfilling part of your life would tend to happen in the latter part of your life rather than the earlier part of your life, generally speaking, okay? Um, so, so, so the Saturn move just is a timekeeper. It's sort of archetypal. Most of us will hit it at the same moment. Um, and, and just notes a real change in the structure of reality for us that we can no longer live as we had lived for the last 29 years in terms of the, the reasons for being, the reasons for doing things, the motivations have to take on a different sort of. I know, uh, composition. Okay. Okay. That's beautiful. And also I appreciate you speaking of Neptune because, um, Neptune's been, um, in Pisces, um, Mm -hmm. for quite some years and will be a little bit longer. Um, and so I just, uh, I love that part and, yeah, the Saturn yeah, thing no, it, makes a lot well, of sense. Especially, especially being, a, yeah, especially being a Pisces is quite amazing. And 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 you're also that's mm-hmm. what's in the not too distant future here for you. Neptune is moving into the la is moving this year into the last third of Pisces, um, and that's where your Sun is. Um, and you'll actually have mm-hmm. Neptune gets really close to your Sun next year, but not quite to it. But it will be very much you'll be feeling it. But in 2022, you'll have Neptune on your sun, um, which most people have Neptune contact their sun in a significant way, you know, two times in their life, perhaps three, but it's, that's rare. Having Neptune on your sun, a conjunction, is very significant. And I just, speaking to it personally, when Neptune went over my sun, I'm Aquarius, so it was back in 2010, that's when I opened up to start writing my blog and then leading to this radio show was just opening me up in terms of new ways of expressing myself, letting go of any kind of resistance or barriers or writer's block I had before then. Um, it just seemed to flow and, and, and really was a shift for me in a very significant way. It's a very magical, mystical, creative, wondrous time. And the message mm-hmm. of Neptune, which is the planet of dreaming, is we're all here to dream, and it's time to re-dream and reimagine who you are. You be, you're doing that next year. You're deep into it in 2022. Okay. Okay? Oh, thank okay. you so much. I really appreciate you, you're and I appreciate um, these calls. And, yes, and, and enjoy your getting out on the train and um, enjoy your views. And yeah, just thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you. Okay. Well, thank you, Sandra. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Aloha. Okay. Aloha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That, 
<laughs> that was wonderful. Okay. And let's take up the next caller. And it's a 305 area code. Who am I speaking with? Hi, Bill. It's Deanna. How are Hi. you today? I'm glad to hear you. Uh, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? Oh, still going through the difficult part. So I know anything that is yeah. encouraging, you know. I got a question <laughs> uh, about Neptune because sure. that's what you're talking about today, and uh, sure. my Neptune is in the second house. It's 16 wow. degrees in Libra. Right. And How and you want to know? Influence me? Okay, sure. Well, um, again, Neptune. Its influence in terms of our chart shows where in our life we are meant to open ourselves to this influence of inspiration, imagination, creativity, sort of channeling, being a channel. Um, in influencing the second house, which is the house of our talents and abilities and resources in life, in its most positive manifestation would be someone who is you know, involved in a work throughout their life in various ways that they realize my work is a calling, it's a service, I'm inspired, I'm doing spiritual work or very creative work. It's not a job, it's a calling, basically, uh, for whatever and, how, and however I'm doing. The, the work could be simple and not seemingly spiritual, but the way I conduct myself, the kind of person I am, and how I conduct myself with my colleagues or fellow employees or to my clients or my, the, my people I'm working for um, is done in such a manner that it's guided by these deeply held spiritual beliefs and, and practices. However, also Neptune here can mean that this Neptune where it means that things aren't what they seem and can cause some confusion for us in our life means that also for you that I'm trying, I have these moments in my life or I've had periods in my life where the, my connection to the, my, my value and my sense of self-worth and my material well-being is very tentative. I feel like I'm, like you could say, skating on thin ice or things are not what they seem or I, I'm confused and I'm having some difficulty in maintaining you know, my, my physical and, and financial well-being we equally apply as a, a challenge with Neptune here. So it, it brings great gifts in terms of creativity and, and selflessness and service and one's approach, but it also can bring challenges and confusion equally. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily be causing it, except if it was making some difficult, hard transit or something in one's chart. The difficulties in your chart right now, as we would understand them, is caused principally by the fact that you know, that Saturn is in Capricorn, as we know, that's where your Jupiter is. Uh, and Saturn's been parked just all year long sitting on top of your Jupiter, which means this is the year of a realignment of my needs for security and my needs for growth. And I'm sort of in this moment of trying to get back on a path of good growth and security, and I'm being tested. And no one feels no one usually has a feeling of bountifulness when Saturn's on their Jupiter. Since Jupiter is bounty and Saturn's restriction, they're learning about growth and bountifulness through the experiences of restriction, of feeling limitating. And I have to choose and choose wisely 
in, during a period like this because there's no room for error. I'm just getting by. Um, and so once Saturn turns direct here, which it does on the 29th, and begins moving, making its final pass over your Jupiter in the next weeks, and then moves beyond that Jupiter, there's every reason to believe that would hopefully begin to ease the pressure you have felt regarding your opportunities and growth and what have you in this life. But again, it takes time for Saturn to get moving again once it turns direct. And even though it's doing so, it, we've said this several times this year, Saturn makes its final passage um, for you. I just got to, I don't have it here, so I, I don't want to guesstimate it. So let me tell you what, when it's going to be. Uh, let Thank me you. run. Yeah, yeah, because I'm. I was looking at the visual of where they're where they're all at, but to get an exact contact, I got to do this. Let the computer do the work for me. Um, the last and exact contact will be on October 31st. That doesn't mean November 1st everything gets great, but it does mean every day will get better from that point, and things begin to ease up for me. And this period of restriction and limitation and belt tightening which was a test, um, now will dissipate for me, and I'll be in a better place. Okay? Celtic New Year. And, Celtic, well, well, this, Celtic the, New Year. Well, yeah, it, it, yeah you, you could say, yeah, the, yeah, the end, the October 31st is the Halloween. Yes, it's one of the four sacred festivals in the Celtic calendar. Yes, that's when it's happening. Um, and, again, it's kind of interesting. All those, those ceremonies are usually held at the midpoints of the fixed signs, Taurus um, in, in April, May, and then, then in Leo, then in Scorpio, and then Aquarius. There are four moments uh, where we're at 15 degrees of the fixed signs, and it's said to be that's where the energy, the universal energies of fire, earth, air, and water are most strongly held and channeled. And it's said that the four archangels that we know of um, stand at those four corners and channel that force through at those points in the zodiac, and they hold they hold the line of the energy, and that's what we feel. Those energies show strong at these moments of the middle of a season, um, in this case, of fall for us. Um, but again, another shift that's coming up that also would lighten the experience tremendously, but this is pushing it out a little further, is when your moon actually progresses out of Capricorn and into Aquarius, that's coming in early 2021. But I, I do think the, the Saturn moving on from your Jupiter will be a, a, a significant release of constraint that you've had all this year. Okay? Thank you so much. I hope your blog goes up today so I reread what you said. God bless you, Bill. I, 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 will get, I, yeah, I will get it up as soon as I can. I have to go over it. I take the recording, and I, you know, I, did, I have some notes here, but then I've got to cobble together what I actually, what I actually said, <laughs> and then, then I put it out there, and it all depends on how much work I've got with my clients during the days coming up that I have time to do that trans, transcribing, basically. But I'll get it up as soon as I can, okay? Thank you. You're inspiring. Thank you, Deanna. Thank you for calling. I'll talk to you later, okay? Bye. Uh, Okay. Okay. And let's see who we have here. Hi, you're on with Bill. Uh, area code 202. Hello? Hello? Hello. You're on with Bill. Who's Hello? this? Hello? Laura? Uh, yes, you're on with Bill. Yes, I hear you. Hi, Bill. 
Um, great. Hi. Um, I, I'm trying to hold myself in your light and love. It's been really hard. I live in the Washington, D.C. area, so it gets kind of crazy here. Um, can you just chat a little bit about um, – I've been reading a lot about um, Trump's uh, astrological chart and how a lot of it favors him for Election Day. Do you have any more um, hopeful – insights as to if that's really going to happen? Well, as I've I've written and talked about him quite a bit over these many years and recently earlier this year about uh, the prospects and what he's encountering now, he's facing his, the the big thing this year is he's facing his test of power, Pluto coming over his son and his Saturn together, which to me indicates that he's, he's he's come to the realization that power flows from the source of power, which of course we, the people are the power. And then the instruments, we, it just flows up and heads up to the top. And so the power depends upon the govern, you know, and those that who, who we, who he's governing. And of course he has not made it his business to govern for the people, but for only a segment of the people. And he's also ruled by fear, not through love. And now as his power begins to fail and people see his power failing, People will start peeling away from him, those who've been held in thrall, but mostly the people who've been held by fear. And he's going to, he's, I predict he's going to fall, and he is falling, and he's getting more and more desperate. That doesn't mean he's not going to try to pull something at or post the election, which may in fact happen. We know it's going to be kind of dicey with Mercury turning direct on that day. But my take on his chart is he doesn't have favorable things in play at that time. I have a I think I had to look at my notes exactly to see what the details are, but the aspects right at the election, his versus Biden's, they're more favorable to Biden. But it matters, you know, again, given our system of how we how we vote and who is who is able to vote and whose vote counts the most. We're living in a very broken democracy, unfortunately, and (laughs) we need to fix that. But I don't believe that he has favorable things affecting him right now. I think he's. He is a, um, a person who is trying to, you know, do a, do a number on people in terms of gaslighting them and trying to convince them what's going to happen and stri- driving up fear. Uh, and some people will be drawn to that and want to be on his side. And most people are pulling away. And I think they've already most people, I think, have made up their mind already. And the question is, do you always the question is, this, these are the last four years for a, a, an incumbent. Do you want four more years of this? And I think most Americans don't. But, of course, we know it only matters in the battleground states, given the nature of our broken democracy. And we need to fix that. Um, But I don't think the energies favor him whatsoever. He did have and one of the reasons he was able to make it into the office. He held some of those energy forms that are favorable for people who seek that office, like Mars and Leo and other factors that are showing up in his chart. But Biden has similar good factors in his chart. Um, so I, 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 don't, I don't know what people are talking about in terms of what's favorable for him versus favorable for Biden and the discrepancy. My, my ranking of the energies shows that Trump is less favored. Um, but I think okay. I, I don't – for my sake, I don't think that planets determine these things. I think it's up to each person and each grouping and each region – coming to their own understanding of what's before us here. Um, and that will decide what happens. Um, 
Again, but I didn't get your name. I um, what, what was your first name? I just want to make sure I Mara. know who you are. What? Mara. Mara. Oh, hi, Mara. Okay. No, Mara. Um, good. I, oh, 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 Marla, right? No, Laura. Marla, what is it? L A U R A. Just spell it for me. M A. No, L A U R A. L A U R Lara. I don't know. I got Lara. The M. Like a hurricane that just went by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's breaking up a little bit. Uh, the phone line, so it was was I couldn't quite catch that. But thank you. Um, so yeah. So no, I, I I'm 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 going to do I'm going to do more on the election as we go right to the wire here and talk about Trump okay. and Biden and the energies and what have you in another sh- other shows and maybe I was going to probably do a little bit on the the prospects for the, the debate. Uh, but I think let's just let it ride and see what happens and see after the vice presidential debate where we stand. Um, right. But yes, the, the important thing is people should vote. And we're, we're a sad nation when only 52% of us are voting who could vote. And if we just could raise those numbers a bit, it would be a very different story. So hopefully okay. people are motivated exactly. this year. Thank you <laughs> <Exactly>. so much. <laughs> You're very welcome. Nice, nice talking to you. Okay. All right. Thanks, Bill. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Good. Um, and let's go to this caller. Hi, you're on with Bill. Who's calling? Hey, Bill. It's Nathaniel Hello. calling in from California. Hi. Hi, oh, Bill. Hi. How are you doing? Pretty good. All right. You're now where? Now you say you're calling in from. California? Is that where you are? Yes. Yes. Okay. Where? I, oh my God! Because you, all of you have been our thoughts and prayers for so long here. What parts of Cal, what part of California are you calling from? Uh, Sacramento. Okay. All right. Well, it's it's been it's been biblical, <laughs> as you know. I mean, it's just been unbelievable. I have many clients and and friends out there and the stories I've heard and the the scenes we've seen on the news night after night. And of course, weeks before the fire season was even supposed to start um, were just unbelievable. Um, So we hope and pray that it's the worst has been had already and we can get through the rest of this season, but we shall see. Um, So, so what do you have for me today? What's up? Well, I wanted to see what my chart was, uh, you know, looking like for the next few weeks. Okay. Is there anything in particular that you're interested in, in an area that's more of concern or of interest for you? I don't know if I'm looking for love or for a new place to live or uh, what what will happen. So I'm just kind of, you know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, um, in terms of... Love, which is many things in a chart. I mean, Venus is the planet of value, beauty, and love. Um, but the house of love and romance um, is is the the fifth house of a chart. Um, and actually, you know, for the last couple of weeks and for another two weeks or so, yeah, two weeks or so, this is every time this year, in this time of the year, the sun is moving through Virgo and then Libra, and therefore moving through your fifth house, which is about one-third the sign of Virgo and then almost all of Libra. Um, 
so right up there till you know about October in 1819 or so, as the sun moves through any sector of our chart, it highlights that arena. Now, it doesn't make love, but it makes us think about love and our relationship to love and our relationship to these experiences. It's also the house of play and recreation and children. So all these things can be swirling for us as this area gets lit up on a yearly basis by the sun. But for you, in a more longer-term way, this is the house your progressed moon has been in for a year and a half now and has got another couple of years to go. And, and the progressed moon shows in a person's chart where I'm now open to experiencing this range of experiences of this house um, in a new way. So I may have loved in a certain way, shown my love and received my love in a certain fashion, and that led to certain realities of love in my life, both good or more limited. And sometimes we're, we're more able to make changes, saying, oh, I'm, I'm willing to change my pattern or I'm willing to start something differently or look for something in a different way. Um, and love may come to me in ways I would not normally have known or expected as a result. So this is a time in your life where you're re-examining the experience of love in your life. And to help you experience that, a new kind of experience could come into your life that doesn't make it so. But the psyche, the soul, your spirit is seeking for this. Another way to use this energy that is not, a, it would help it to activate this even more. This is the house of creative expression to be playful with one's spirit and creative force. And so in any way, in whatever fashion that you're already creative, you might want to stretch yourself now. And if you aren't being creative or don't find a creative outlet right now, you would want to try to find one. And by getting more in touch with expressing yourself through whatever medium, it could be, it could be music, it could be, it could be painting, it could be sculpting, it could be gardening. There's many, I mean, I can't want to limit the range of creative expression and, and writing and you know, all these different things. By doing that, you're opening that heart center, which is then going to activate it in other ways that, again, could lead, if one is hoping or wishing for that, to an experience with others and love and romance. But it would just be purely enjoyable for yourself at this time to do it. Um, so I would say, remember you're a creator spirit and your, your moon is now in the house of creativity and love. So express yourself, stretch yourself as a creator, take a risk, say, I don't know how to sculpt. Well, start, <laughs> or I don't know how to paint. Well, start and see what flows. Or I haven't been a writer, but let me just start keeping a journal. And all of a sudden I realize I'm, telling these stories it you never know until you let the muse speak through you so i would certainly say if you're already in creative a creative medium continue but expand expand on it or take up another one to add to that and that is a benefit unto itself but it also could lead to love is the path okay okay hey, thanks okay you're very welcome. That was a good question. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, let's see if we can get somebody else in here before we run out of time. Um, okay. I'm 
muting you, Daniel, but I'm not hold, hanging up. And let's see, here's somebody. Um, uh, yeah, 202. It's uh, Bill calling. Who's this? Hey, Bill. It's Kay. I emailed you. You are a busy guy. Oh, hi. (laughs) I I am a busy guy. Um, I call it 145. I'm like, I will be the first. Psych. Oh, no. Well, (laughs) as I I probably mentioned, um, I have mentioned before, when – when I log on, all the calls are there, and there's no time. Oh, that's when right. I log you on. don't see that. That's and, right. And I, I don't. I, and I just, I just, I just, you know, at random click on people because it, it yes. seems to be there's no particular order. So I apologize if you were earlier than others, but I have oh, no, no way of oh, knowing I'm that. Glad I got you. <laughs> well, I'm glad no. I got so you. So it's okay. But I'm, glad, I'm glad, but I'm glad I got to you before the time ran out if you've been waiting that long. Others may yeah. have too. I don't know. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> so yes, I did get your email. Um, and you had a question about, um, if I recall, a business, business relationship, business partner. Um, right. And um, so I have that person's chart so I can – I've already pulled like, – since you did call me in it or write me in advance, I had these – already loaded into the computer here. So that's easy. There, there we are. So, so just giving you a little heads up on this potential or existing business partner, whichever, um, they're a Capricorn, of course, uh, born January 1st. Um, and their moon, no matter what time they're born, is in Pisces which should make your ears pick up a little bit because, of course, Mm -hmm. you are a Pisces. And one of the things Mm -hmm. we look for in any kind of relationship is a sun-moon connection between two people because usually Mm -hmm. it provides a bridge, if you will, of understanding. And one of the most, Mm -hmm. you know, this is one of the more favorable things to have. When someone's sun touches our moon, and this is your sun touching his moon, it makes him feel comfortable being around you. Now, there may be other things that mm-hmm. offset that. We don't, we don't have his rising sign, but just looking planetary-wise, the sun-moon connection is one of the most important and specifically beneficial contacts to have. Then, of course, looking at your sun to your sun for each other, his sun's in Capricorn, yours is in Pisces, that's earth and water. Again, that's one of the favorable connections we would look for and say, Mm, that's looking good too. Okay. So mm-hmm. my first take in like, Hey, this should be a relationship, whether personal or professional that has some greater good starting energy associated with it. Okay. Um, we want to mm-hmm. see other things that are going on here, what's going on in this person's chart and all those kind of things. But my first heads up would be, this looks promising. Um, mm-hmm. Again, Capricorns are determined individuals. They're driven to su- they're driven mm-hmm. to succeed. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. you their should ambition know, right? and their drive. <laughs> yeah, their their ambition and drive is to be noted. Um and, and this mm-hmm. person has a lot of that. They have a Mars Sun alignment. They have a Saturn Pluto conjunction. So they're they're an authoritative figure. They're a driving mm-hmm. kind of person. Um mm-hmm. and ambition's good and drive is good. But that also means, you know, in terms of doing right by me or doing, doing right by us, I want to make sure that we have an understanding where, you know, as a team, if we're working together, you're helping me, I'm helping you, that you're not going to run all over me and drive the whole thing. We're going to, you know, do this thing together or we'll 
co- correctly identify who is in charge of what to make it work. Because um, mm. Capricorns tend to lead, they tend to run things, they tend to be the boss. Okay. 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 <laughs> but gotcha. That's that's their nature. Um, but mm-hmm. and I think you said he's you're looking to him for as being an investor, correct? Is that it? Yeah. Yep. I want full creative yeah. control. I'm a filmmaker, and I want him yeah. to invest. Yeah. No. And again, as long as you come to terms on a budget, to say, okay, what do you need? What do you need to get this done? And you say, this is what I need. And he says, well, can you get it done for this? And you go, okay, I can. But when you get to a point where, no, I can't. If I don't have this, it can't happen. You know, you can't let a person, you know, make your job, make your job impossible, right? You're trying to be empowered here. Um, right. he's, he's, a, he's got a very willful mind. So don't let him push. He'll push uh, as he mm-hmm. should because it's his mm-hmm. money or the money he's collected and investing. Um, but -hmm. you have to be honest with him and say, well, to do this job, this is absolutely what we need. And it'd be better if we had this and then, okay, but we can't go below this, um, to get it done. And yeah, you've got your work, you've, you've scoped it out. You can show him the numbers and why it would take that much. And if he thinks it's a worthwhile project, um, you know, I'd say he'd be a very strong, supportive, if he's on your side, you've got a lot of support. Um, that's the question. Now, let me look what's going on in his chart. I know the show ran out, but I don't want to leave you without something okay. that's happening for in his chart right now. Oh, thank you. Uh, again, without yeah, yeah, yeah without the timing, we don't know weird, for sure. But it's a well, weird this area. Is a weird, this, um, he he's he's definitely an, an intense. He's born with an intense mind to begin with, really intense and mm-hmm. driven. But this year, that Pluto, which squares his Mercury, is on his Mercury. So he's really mm-hmm. driven this year. He's really focused this year. And if he's mm-hmm. focused on a project or activity, he's using the energy properly. Um, and he can be, if it, a job requires a lot of drive and a lot of determination, a lot of willfulness, he's got that in spades mm-hmm. this year. Um, and yeah. he can really okay. make things happen. So, you know, so mm-hmm. if he's on your side, you're going to be great. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> it, it, you know, and that's that's all I can say. I just, you know, and let me just see, looking for you, whether you're in a moment right now where this like, makes I your. <laughs> I was working what? for his you... company and his company, like, gave me a really measly offer and I refused it, essentially. But I got his information mm-hmm. because um, we had, like, a board meeting and he was just, like, open door policy. So, essentially... I wrote him a note saying, you know, I, I'm not moving along with the company for fiscal reasons. However, this personal project of mine, I think, might be of interest to you, you know, because I know the other right. kind of things that he invested in. So it's kind of a dual meeting where I'm sure he's going to be like, what the hell happened? Because I did a lot of really great work for them. But also, I'm like, I want to segue into my project because I think, to, for me, this is saying, like, I'm done working for these companies that just, like, use me for like my creativity and like pay me like the bare minimum, you know, and just doing other right, people's work right. in general. Right. And that happened on Friday yeah. where I was just like, screw, screw you. Like I don't have anything lined up, but I just have faith that like, if I just say no, you know, to things that, that aren't like my worth, uh, that I'll be blessed. Like I just have this really strong feeling. So, well, that's pro- probably more than right. anything. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, 
Well, again, your moon's in Aries right now, and, and that's the time when you do want to assert yourself in positive ways and show your independence and originality and blaze a trail kind of an energy is very strong. And then Pluto for you this year and next year is lining up with your Saturn in a positive way. It's a trine. And that means this is a time, you know, when Pluto, since Saturn is reality and Pluto is transformation, that usually means you're finding resources that are enabling you with patience and hard work to to get to where you want to go, to make it happen. Mm. And, and oh, you good. are able to overcome, you're able to over obstacles that you were stymied by in the past. So just by, just keep working the plan, working your way, um, you're going to see positive changes in your reality that you're making mm-hmm. happen because you've made a determination in your will to go for this. So it looks exactly. good to me, and he may, be, he may be an instrument to do that, okay? Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much, and thanks for taking okay. the time after the show. I appreciate it. Sure. Sh- no, no, no problem, Camilla. Good luck. Let me know what happens, <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay, we'll do. All right. <laughs> Take care. Okay, Bye. thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Okay, everyone, we're going to have to end it there, and I'll hopefully be back next week, um, the 4th, and if not, then the 11th, to continue this triad of spirit of Pluto and now Neptune today and then Uranus next week or the week after. Okay. Talk to you all then. Bye for now.